0: Welcome. I am so glad that you have joined us this evening. We are in the process of studying the Minor Prophets and tonight we're going to be looking at the Book of Micah. Let's begin with prayer. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your word, for all of your word, Lord. Help us in understanding what you would have us to see in these books that we don't read very often. Lord, they're there for a reason. Help us to discover those reasons. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's consider the book of Micah and why it's relevant today. There's much that we can learn from the Old Testament. It contains many examples of what to do and also many examples of what not to do. And we can see the consequences of the choices that people have made. Second Timothy 3:16 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So let, let's look at what was going on during Micah's lifetime. Micah lived in Maresha in the southern kingdom of Judah, and it was about the same time as the prophet Isaiah. The northern and southern kingdoms of Israel had split a long time ago, and they were not keeping their covenant with the God of Israel. Corruption and rebellion had been rampant for over 500 years. Wealth was obtained through theft and greed, and Micah referred to the example of Ahab in the vineyard from 1 Kings chapter 21. We're familiar with that story. Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard that was convenient to the palace for a vegetable garden. He tried to negotiate with Naboth, but of course Naboth couldn't sell his familial property. It was forbidden. So Jezebel, Ahab's wife, saw Ahab's frustration and took measures to have Naboth stoned. This is just one example of the level of corruption referred to by Micah. The so-called prophets promised prosperity and protection for those who could pay up. Corrupt leaders used bribery and preferred the wealthy over the poor. This account of the state of Israel from Micah is relevant to us today in that God is well aware of corruption, greed, and the ways that are against his principles of loving God and loving people. Just as in Micah's day, God will not tolerate such behaviors indefinitely in our time. Be sure that judgment will come. So Micah warned that Assyria would take out the northern kingdom and then move south to destroy Jerusalem and the temple. And then after the Assyrians, the Babylonians would invade and destroy. Like other prophets, Micah was filled with God's power and strength and accused Israel of rebellion in Micah 3.8. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, I am filled with justice and strength to boldly declare Israel's sin and rebellion. So Micah let Israel know that God would not tolerate their rebellion any longer. But the message of judgment is followed by the message of hope. This principle is also relevant today. No matter the offense, there's hope for all who will turn away from their sin and surrender to God. Micah 12, I'm sorry, Micah 2 verses 12 and 13, is a message of hope for restoration. "Someday, O Israel, I will gather you. I will gather the remnant who are left. I will bring you together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land will again be filled with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. So the theme that is repeated is one of judgment followed by hope. Take this principle to heart and realize that God loves you and wants you to draw closer to him. God, who is love, will not turn you away. There are passages in the book of Micah that were familiar to me. I just didn't realize where they came from. Now, I like scripture songs. For me, it's a good way to keep my mind on the right concepts. Check out the playlist at newarkupc.info to hear Micah 6.8 as a scripture song. So Micah 6.8, and I like the King James Version for this one, it says, He hath showed me, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Sometimes we can make living a Christian life more complicated than necessary but by meditating on the ideas in this one verse, we get a clear picture of what God requires. In this verse, Micah is saying, Israel has no excuse for their rebellion. He's already made it clear what's required of them to live righteously. And we also already know what God requires. Ignorance is no excuse. And he wants them to love mercy. However, in the book of Micah, The leaders and the prophets are anything but merciful with their corrupt ways. They make it a practice to run over whoever stands between them and what they want. Do you notice any parallels in that to today? The Lord wants them to be humble and walk according to the Lord's commandments. First John 5, 3 says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. This sums up if we love God. Israel chose not to keep the commandments. This concept helps us today to know where we stand with God. It is the Lord saying to Israel that he has made clear his will, and they have rebelled. Let us not fall into this trap. Let us be conscious of our relationship with our God, who loves us and wants the best for us. Micah 7, 8 is another message of hope. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. When we fall, We can rise again just as Israel did. Let the Lord be your light. Micah 7.16 offers this message of hope also. All the nations of the world will stand amazed at what the Lord will do for you. This is a message of hope for us right now. Think about all the times that God has done miraculous things for you. Romans 5, 3 through 7, repeats this hope in all circumstances. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And then back to Micah in chapter seven, verses 18 through 20. Where is another God like you, who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. You will show us your faithfulness and unfailing love as you promised to our ancestors, Abraham and Jacob, long ago. Micah emphasizes the theme of judgment followed by hope that applies to all of us today. Only after we recognize our, recognize our own sin Can we turn to the message of hope that is offered to us through repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and the infilling of the Holy Spirit? We can receive God's hope, the good news that applies to all generations. So why then is it profitable to read the Book of the Twelve, the Minor Prophets, from Hosea through Malachi? By studying the examples set forth in books like Micah, we can see the nature of man living by his own devices and the resulting troubles that come. And we can also see the message of hope that God offers to each person. We can see God's nature of extending forgiveness to all who will turn to him. And there are also prophetic elements in Micah. For example, Micah 4, verses one and two, tells of the Lord's future reign in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other Hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship people from many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. So now stop and consider, as a church, isn't this what we long for? To see people from all nations seek after God, to learn his ways, and walk in his paths? Consider the connection with Luke 24 and also Acts chapter two, where the word went out from Jerusalem. So Luke 24, 45 through 49 says, then he, referring to Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Now, what could be greater than understanding the scriptures? So something here is important and verse 46, and he said, yes, it was written long ago that Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Okay, notice that's the same as Micah 4.2, the word going out from Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent, You are witnesses of all these things. So a message of hope beginning in Jerusalem is repeated here in Luke for those who repent, who are willing to walk humbly with their God. And verse 49. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city. Okay, what city? Jerusalem. That's where they were until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So our message of hope now is forgiveness of sins and the infilling of the Holy Spirit that gives you power from heaven that was first poured out in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. We need that power to overcome sin. Micah also promises a ruler from Bethlehem and we all know that that is Jesus. Micah 5 verses 1 and 2 says, "'Mobilize, marshal your troops. "'The enemy is laying siege to Jerusalem. "'They will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod. "'But you, O Bethlehem Ephraba, "'are only a small village among all the people of Judah, "'yet a ruler of Israel, "'whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. This ruler is Jesus. Now, I do feel blessed by taking a closer look at the book of Micah. Yes, there is judgment, but it is followed by hope. And that hope of the Messiah, Jesus, is relevant to every one of us today. So, for our engagement this week, I encourage everyone to read the Book of the Twelve, The Minor Prophets, and to watch the corresponding overview videos from thebibleproject.com. Also, look for Micah 6:8 in the playlist at newarkupc.info. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for all of your word. It's all applicable to our lives Lord, help us to take it in, to see your will for our lives and understand you just a little bit better. Thank you for being with us tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening and join us tomorrow for Friday Night with Friends at 7 p.m. Good night.